This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience First-hand, the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. Nine days out from winning the World Cup, England are back at Lords for a very different challenge. A first four-day test and a first test match against Ireland. A very different England team, though, as Joe Root explains. We've given everyone the best opportunity to be fit for as long as possible for the rest of the summer. Um, I'm trying to be quite sensible about managing workloads. So, yeah, it's, I think it's all under control and there are certain things you can't control um, as a side and you've just got to manage them as well as possible. While Ireland captain William Porterfield cannot wait to get this game going. It was disappointing that we didn't, uh, we didn't make the cut. Um, but, yeah, look... Personal point of view is delighted for Moggy um, and everything that he's achieved and, and with England, so that's fantastic for them. They deserve all the plaudits that they get. Uh, but as she said, it provides an opportunity for us now to go out and, and show what we can do. A full match preview to come, live from Lords. You're listening to Following On. Well, here we are again, scene of England's most famous victory, certainly in recent times, uh, headquarters and uh, where we're back again. Nine days since uh, England held aloft that famous trophy and cavorted on the field in front of me up here high in the press box. Uh, whether they'll be cavorting at the end of the Ireland test, we'll just have to wait and see. I think England expecting, uh, although they wouldn't dare say it, to win. But if it's the Irish who are smiling, then certainly we're going to see scenes reminiscent of what we saw at that World Cup final. Uh, pleased to say that alongside me for today's show is Nick Royal from, uh, well, he's covered a lot of cricket in Ireland for uh, quite a few years for the Irish Times and also the Irish Examiner. Um, to look at this team, Nick, where cricket is in Ireland and to really assess you know, what this means to not just the purists in Ireland, but 
sports fans as a whole. Thanks for joining me on following on podcast. First off, how big a deal is this back in Ireland to those who maybe aren't completely committed to the sport that we love? Well, the thing about the Irish sporting public is that they love the big occasion. Um, over the weekend, Shane Lowry won the, the Open in Portrush and the newspapers have been full of nothing else. It's been a, 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 a big thing in Ireland. When the Irish cricket team do well, then they also get that, that bounce. I mean, um, 2007, 2011, 2015 World Cup when they beat the West Indies, the interest peaks. Nowadays, the, the Ireland team perhaps is slightly on the decline, but this coming playing at Lords at the, the home of cricket is, is a big deal. There's a, there's a lot of people coming over for it. There's a lot of London, London Irish who are, who are making, ma- making a few days of it, even, even some who don't really understand cricket but just want to be here for this, for this historic test. Well, 25,000 tickets have been sold for the first three days of this four-day test match. And with the weather and the conditions that we're expecting um, and the fact that it's a school holidays as well, we could see the, the sold-out signs going up here at Lords, which is exactly what we want. So you, talking about our Irish cricket, though, you talk about those peaks and they are in and around the World Cups. And obviously, huge disappointment Ireland didn't make in 2019. But you can't be reliant on peaks every four years. And I suppose that's why... Test matches and regular cricket, which you are now seeing in Ireland and abroad, is crucial, I suppose, to the long-term health of the game. Yeah, I mean, the the players who came through from 2007, more so 2011 and 2015, uh, were getting their grounding in the English County game, which is a very, very good grounding for multi-day test cricket. Now, that option is being taken away from the younger players because from 2019, Irish players will be counted as overseas players in the in the county championship. That means that the Irish players are playing in the Irish domestic competition. And that obviously is in its early stages. It's not great. It's certainly not comparable to county cricket. But the upside is, is that now that Ireland are a full member, they are playing a lot of cricket. They are playing um, a lot of nations in cricket. And, and those young players are basically learning as they go and they're getting a grounding in international cricket so there are going to be failures and and you know young players are, are going to make mistakes but they are going to get better and I think they're going to get back better quicker. So looking ahead to this test match and of course there are some familiar names in and around the side still from those triumphs and uh, historical victories in the years that you mentioned but also we're seeing some young kids coming through um, William Porterfield the Ireland captain was asked you know are they going to be, is there a chance they're going to be overawed playing at this ground in front of these big crowds? And he said, possibly. You, you never know, really, until you go out there. But who should the, uh, those not exactly au fait with the Ireland team, who, who should we be looking out for, aside from the, the big names that we have uh, uh, come to know over the last 10 years or so? Well, I think um, Andrew Balburnie is the key player for Ireland because um, Middlesex fans will have seen him playing on this, this, this ground. But he really didn't make much of a success of his Middlesex career. Um, but he has really improved um, over the last couple of years. And I think the fact that Ed Joyce has retired means that he's had to step up into the number three spot and really make it his own. And I think he's really taken on the responsibility. He scored a brilliant, brilliant 156 against Rashid Khan uh, and Mujib in Afghanistan last year. Uh, he scored a century in a one-day international ahead of the World Cup against the West Indies and a pretty decent um, uh, bowling attack with uh, Kemar Roach, Cottrell, Holder. Um, so he is in absolutely brilliant form. So I think really the key um, in, in terms of batting is Balburnie. Balburnie will have some, a lot to prove as well. Um, he ended up leaving Middlesex because he got a very bad hip injury 
and he, I think, feels there's a bit of unfinished business in, in, in English cricket. Oh, interesting. I suppose the news that England are going to play two spinners as well um, in this Test match will be something that he, if he can hit centuries against Rashid Khan in Afghanistan, is something that won't phase him too much. Um, so Andy, Bo- uh, Andy uh, Balburnie is, uh, is one of the names that we're going to be looking out for throughout this Test match. But you mentioned playing against the likes of West Indies in Afghanistan. There was a recent series against Bangladesh, wasn't there? A tri-series. What kind of attention back home to do those kind of matches get because of course in England we all focus on Irish cricket when England playing Ireland and there was a brilliant 50 over game at the start of May attention less so when England aren't involved give us an idea of the match day um, kind of feel for a, a game against one of those other teams yeah, I mean this is a problem that, that Irish cricket has in that there is relatively few players of the game in Ireland, uh, relatively few uh, spectators of the game. Um, you would basically get a thousand maybe for for an international against Bangladesh, but you could get, you know, 10,000 for a game against India ten or five 8,000 against England. You are right. I mean, but they, they, it, it's a slow process. But the fact that, that Ireland are playing more and more means that the, the interest is growing more and more. But, it's, you know, it's, it's always going to be a minor sport in, in, in Ireland. We talk about Andy Belburney. Let's hear from a couple of the more familiar names. Gary Wilson, who has actually been part of this very, very show, former Surrey and Derbyshire cricketer, um, was speaking with the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast and also Niall O'Brien joining uh, H&J earlier today. Gary, very famous day for you, lining up for Ireland at Lords against England. Yeah, absolutely. Something I didn't see, think would happen in my career for sure. Whenever I started, but uh, yeah, very proud moment for everyone involved in Irish cricket. Really, I just wonder—is this the Irish uh, month? You know, with the Open Championship, the the songs down in the bar, the Boar's Head in Dublin, and uh, the uh, the reception that GMAC got, and of course Rory, people of that. Um, it was a fabulous tournament. I just wonder, will, will you take a few to Lords? Will there be a few Irish supporters there? Yeah, I think tomorrow's a bit of a sellout. I'm sure there'll be at least half of those will be Irish for sure. You know, we always seem to get a good support wherever we go, and I expect Lords to be no different. I mean, a lot of people coming over from Ireland, and a lot of people from London here living here now as well. So we, we'll be coming in to support. So we expect a good crowd, and, and hopefully we can put on a good show for them. And are you just hoping there's a little bit of a hangover after the World Cup win for England? <laughs> be nice, wouldn't it? Um, oh, look, England are obviously a fantastic side. I think I've only got about three or four players who were involved in the World Cup win playing in the test tomorrow. So there are a lot of fresh faces, a lot of guys wanting to do well before the Ashes start as well, guys putting their name in the hat. And, uh, and how, how special is it? will it be for you? I mean, walking out at Lords, going through the long room, you know, all, all that history, you know, again, yeah, that, that must be a sort of a, something special that you're looking forward to, as long as you don't come back in too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, um, we played there in a one day or a couple of years back um, and that was the first time I played there for Ireland I've obviously played there a fair bit whenever I was at Surrey against Middlesex but I think this will be a different animal you know to play a test match at Lords we're just we don't want to get caught up too much in the fanfare of going there and um, and getting caught up in that we want to put in a performance as well What about the World Cup final it was uh, astonishing wasn't it? Yeah unbelievable Look, I was I was absolutely delighted for um Owen Morgan, someone I grew up with, played. Wait, is, is, that cause an, is that because an Irishman won it? Is that, is, are, you, yeah, are, you, no, are you really going to go down that route? <laughs> no, no, I, I was just really, I was really pleased for him. He's one of my one of my very good friends. So, um, but I, I look, I, I knew, knew quite a lot of the guys as well. I had twenty minutes with Jason Roy yesterday, and 
um, I was I was real pleased for him as well. So that, it was look, it's fantastic for English cricket, and hopefully um, we might even get some of the the backdrop of that as well over in Ireland. People picking up a cricket bat would be fantastic for us. What about uh, England's openers? Uh, Stevie Harmison was chatting to ahead of the Ashes. And he, he he wasn't sure, you know, about England's uh, one, two, three at the top top order. Oh, Jason and Rory Burns, two guys I played with a lot whenever I was at Surrey, so I know them pretty well. So hopefully I can put in a few um, good plans in place for our bowlers. Look, we'll be looking to knock them over pretty early, but I've got every confidence in those two guys um, going on having a good Ashes series. Uh, Joe Denley's obviously a fantastic player as well. I'm sure he'll probably bat at number three tomorrow. So, look, England are, are pretty well covered in every base. We know that. We know that um, things have to go our way 100% almost in every minute of the Test match for us to have a chance. But, you know, it wouldn't be the first time uh, and we're really looking forward to it. Joining us now, the, an Irish cricket legend, their former uh, wicketkeeper, uh, Niall O'Brien. Good afternoon, Niall. Good afternoon, gents. How are you? Yeah, yeah we're good. good things, yeah, well, this is uh, chuffed for Irish cricket, so having had that connection all those years ago. And uh, this is, I mean, the Pakistan uh, test was one thing, but this this is, uh, England at Lords is something completely different, isn't it? It is indeed. I just want to start by saying I was disappointed I didn't get the invite to that pub with Paddy Power that day. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it was a good like day. A, sounded if, like a great afternoon. It, 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 was. it was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty mad. But uh, yeah, I mean, you've been you know you've been around it really from the, those kind of pretty early days, haven't you? I have indeed. Yeah. Well, listen. Last year the the Pakistan Test was was unbelievable. The first day it was washed out. So effectively, it was a four day Test match, and it went down to the wire um, on, on the day five. We had Pakistan 40-odd for three, chasing a modest 160, but two two catches went down in the slips. So it could have been 50 for five, you know, and with Pakistan, with the way they chase, sometimes, you know, we felt like we were right in the game, but uh, fortunately it wasn't to be. This is another huge stepping stone, and, and potentially uh, playing England in a test match at Lords, world champions, obviously, only 10 days ago, potentially the biggest moment in Irish cricket history and one of the biggest moments in Irish sporting history, I would say. Yeah. And a lot of Irish players have played here and played for England, of course, you know, in Morgan, you know, captain Boyd Rankin as well. Boyd Rankin, the first man to play for and against England if he plays tomorrow, uh, since the Nawab of Patoli, you might want to know that. Nice, nice but, knowledge. But it's very... Good knowledge. Inter- Thank very you, I read it in the paper this morning. <laughs> <But> the, thing, <laughs> the thing is, though, that I was also reading that there's a, now a much bigger circuit of cricket in Ireland and that players won't have to come over here and make, they'll be able to make a living playing cricket over there. Yeah, well, all the players now are centrally contracted. They're earning, they're earning a good living. They're, you know, they're contracted to the new Euro T20 Slam competition and they don't need to come across the water to forge an international career. So the days of the lads coming to play for England are, are long gone. That's, you know, feather, a feather in the cap to Irish cricket. Um, you know, it's wonderful for lads to be able to fulfil their dreams on their home soil, which is, you know, what it's all about. Many of the guys play their county cricket over here and know it. I mean, someone like uh, the boys aren't going to be too keen to face Tim Murta. They know what he's about at Lords. It's his home ground, isn't it? Home ground. Just picked up his 800th first-class wicket last week in a in a Middlesex win. So uh, he's in good form. You know, he's 75 miles an hour. He's not exactly Joffrey Archer in pace, um, <laughs> but he's a wily old he's a wily old campaigner as Murta. And you know, as you mentioned, it's, it's at home ground. So he'll be chomping at the bit. You know, if Ireland can get a couple of early wickets, uh, put a cat amongst the pigeons, there should be, a, you know, it's a sellout crowd full of Irish fans. It'll be a very partisan crowd, as you can expect. And I think it's going to be a real spectacle. I really do think it's going to be kind of one of those moments when, you know, you want to be there. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Gary Wilson and Niall O'Brien earlier on Talk Sport. So are those players uh, still coming through? What is the conveyor belt like? I suppose... The move to a professional league domestically in Ireland will, albeit in the short term, probably take a little bit of a hit. But certainly in the long term, that's got to be the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the, 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 actually, the very good thing is is that in terms of you can look at the 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 rule, the ECB ruling that Ireland Irish players are, are overseas players in 2019 as a bad thing or as a good thing. And I understand that cricket Ireland are really accentuating the positives of saying that players like Gary Wilson, um, William Porterfield coming back are basically, it's very good for the young players because because they, they, they can kind of tutor them, they can give them the skills and the, and the um, in order to, to play international cricket. So yeah, cricket, I look on the positive um, for the, for the Irish um, domestic game. William Porterfield spoke very well in the press conference today. He was asked about, what it was like watching Owen Morgan, Irishman, proudly uh, lifting aloft the uh, trophy, uh, the World Cup trophy for England. Let's just hear what he had to say. It's obviously disappointing. It doesn't, you know, it's not something you get over as missing out in that World Cup. It's been the first one, obviously, since 2007 that we haven't played in. So it was disappointing that we didn't, uh, we didn't make the cut. Um, but yeah, look, personal point of view, it was delighted for Moggy um, and everything that he's achieved and. And with England, so that's fantastic for them. They deserve all the plaudits that they get. Uh, but as she said, it provides an opportunity for us now to go out and, and show what we can do. Um, what do you think about England resting players for this game? Uh, there's what two or three lads that have 
been given a rest. They've had a hectic schedule. Um, they've just come off seven, eight weeks of tough World Cup cricket and tested mentally as much as physically draining. Um, and with regards to their strongest team, they've still picked their 16 Ashes lads and rested a couple of them, a couple of niggles. I don't think they're in any way taking anything lightly. So really great to hear William Porterfield saying he was delighted for his friend. What was the feeling back in Ireland watching Owen Morgan hold the trophy aloft for England, especially when you consider the Irish team have got players who are actually essentially born in England um, and have represented England in the past as well. So it's a bit of a confusing situation, but was it widely enjoyed to see Owen Morgan achieve what he set out to do? Yeah, it was actually. Um, there, there is always, a, in Irish society, it's kind of noticeable that there, they, they look at in it and the prism of how outsiders look at us. So if somebody goes well in another country, that's a really big thing. Um, they, everyone was very, very pleased for Owen Morgan. Um, Owen Morgan and, and William Porterfield are very good friends. They played um, schoolboy cricket together. And, and one of the memories that I have of Owen Morgan's first game of England as England captain was um, the game against Ireland in Clontarf, where at the end of the day, uh, when all the crowds had gone home, Morgan in full England kit and Porterfield in full Ireland kit were sitting at a table outside the clubhouse sharing a pint. Um, you know, so the Ireland players are still very close to Morgan. Um, Porterfield is in touch with Morgan a lot. And ahead of the One Day International against England in Malahide in May, I asked William um, about his relationship with, with Owen. And he said that Owen had been in touch to ask him about um, how things were going in the Irish domestic league and that surprised me because uh, Owen Morgan didn't doesn't really come across as somebody who's that interested mm. in in Irish cricket but over the last year or so it's very noticeable that he started to kind of embrace his roots a, a lot he he came back last summer to rush the cricket club where he he learned the game with a Sky Sports um, um, camera team and it was very very interesting to see how emotional he was at being back home and being back amongst the young cricketers and I think it kind of had a bit of an effect on him. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Brilliant stuff. Well, I mean, of course, there are historical cultural links between Ireland and England and yourself. I mean, what's your story? Because your, uh, your accent doesn't sound much more Irish than mine. And I've never really been to the country. Well, I, I went to Ireland in uh, 1992 to, to go to college there and I, I kind of never left. So it's, it's kind of a, I, I live in Dublin and it's one of those places where you don't really want to leave. And how much of your job is made up by cricket? I mean, you've been covering the sport for many years, but is it a 12 months a year career in Ireland? Is it, is it ever going to be that way? Are you inching towards it? No, no, it's not. It's, um, w- what surprises me and has surprised me is that the Irish newspapers and me- Irish media organisations are actually very pro-cricket. The, the people who work in them seem to take a real interest in it. So it's a sport that really, really punches above its weight. Um, I will go to, to my newspaper editor and say, you know, I've got a story about the Irish cricket team. And they'll, they'll normally say, yeah, we'll print that because cause they, they, they seem to be, to be very pro-cricket, uh, which is quite interesting. I don't think people would really, would really think that was the case. So, no, it's not a part-time job. It's not a full-time job. It's a part-time job, but it's one of the, the nicest part-time jobs to, to follow the Irish cricket team in Ireland and, and across the world. Brilliant stuff. Well, uh, Nick, thanks for joining me on, on Following On. And uh, no doubt if the Irish do take uh, this uh, this famous old game, then uh, we'll be back in touch. But uh, it's not just about Ireland today, of course. Uh, it's about England as well. Guy Swindles has caught up with the England captain, Joe Root. 
Yeah, it was um, slightly different to last time we were here um, <laughs> in terms of the ground and everything being nice and quiet and peaceful ahead of a test match summer, if you like. Um, but it's a very exciting time for, for the squad. Um, great opportunity to set the intensity and the way we want to go about playing for the rest of this summer. Um, and, you know, obviously coming off the back of some, some good momentum from the one-day stuff. So um, feel in a good place and you know, hopefully we can start as we mean to go on tomorrow. And yeah, it's just it's always nice to come back to here and come back to any ground when you've got fond memories of um, different games, different performances there. So um, <laughs> looking forward to hopefully making many more fond memories here. Is there a danger you haven't come down yet from um, the World Cup? You're ready for this this Test match? Yeah, it's something that we've addressed as a squad actually. Uh, made sure that everyone's aware with where we're all at and you know. We'll, I think it's very important that we um, we respect everything that comes with uh, this week and, and beyond. Um, it's a new challenge for for everyone involved in this, and you know, for the guys that haven't been involved, it's it's, it's the start of the summer, um, so they'll be full of energy. And and for the other guys, it's making sure that they understand that there's an opportunity to do something really special now and make this a really memorable summer of cricket for England and. Um, it's important that we, we capitalise on that chance. The interest in cricket in England is probably at an all-time high right now and we've got a really good opportunity to to make the most of that and, and drive the game forward, drive the test game forward in this country. Um, so there's a, I see it as a, as a great opportunity and a, a great chance for us to uh, to jump off, jump on the back of what we've done so far as a as a cricketing nation and, and make it really special. And, um, you know, the, the, all those guys that are... Going into tomorrow, are very aware of, are very aware of the opportunity that presents itself. Well, this is the this is a four day test match, a new thing. What are you? What are your thoughts on a four day test match? I think it's different, and until we've tried it, we we don't know what you know what it looks like or how it's going to be. Um, I, I like test cricket as five days, but you know, it, I think it'd be wrong not to try it and to experience it, see what it's all about, um, see if it improves certain aspects of, of the game um, but you know, quite a traditionalist when it comes to test cricket Well we've seen there are injuries to Mark Wood Jimmy Anderson misses out here um, Joffre Archer uh, are you a bit concerned about the fast bowling resources with the uh, Ashes so close? Look, I think Jimmy would have probably been able to get through this game um, I think it was important that made sure he was absolutely ready for and um, didn't go into a, a five-match series with any sort of niggle, so giving him an extra week to recover was the right option, the sensible option. Uh, Joffre has been monitored currently out at home uh, in Barbados. Will be continued to be monitored when he gets when he gets back t- tomorrow, um, and we'll join up with the rest of the squad, so or the rest of the um, the physios and, and support staff. So. Um, We've given everyone the best opportunity to be fit for as long as possible for the rest of the summer. Um, I'm trying to be quite sensible about managing workloads. So, yeah, it's, I think it's all under control and there are certain things you can't control um, as a side and you've just got to manage them as well as possible. You're playing Ireland first time. How important is it for the game to have teams like Ireland being given test matches at Lords against England? I think it's a great opportunity. I think it's a, a good chance for... Um, for, for us all to grow the game and uh, Ireland have deserved this chance and uh, they've 
they've punched above their weight for a long time in international cricket. They've pulled off some great wins against England and other teams. And, um, you know, they've, you look at the test match they played last year against Pakistan, it was a good test match. They played some good stuff and they really pushed them to the limit. So we're expecting a, you know, a very good contest here and for them to, as always, come out and play with uh, a lot of passion. Um, and And... You know, we're going to have to play well to beat them. Joe Root, the England captain, speaking to Guy Swindles on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. So uh, we know there's going to be some changes uh, with uh, Jimmy Anderson and Lewis Gregory sitting this one out. Jason Roy will be making uh, his debut for England, as will Arlie Stone. Uh, the makeup of the new ball attack will be interesting. Another chance uh, for Rory Burns and Joe Denley to stake their claims. Moeen Ali back in the side and batting at six with Wokes at seven. So two spinners on a green pitch in front of 25,000 fans and uh, heat approaching 37 degrees on the Thursday. Let's hope the aircon in the Lords Media Centre works, uh, but we should be set for uh, an intriguing, spellbinding and uh, quite magical game of four-day cricket. Test cricket for the first time involving England and Ireland. That's pretty much all we've got time for, though, for following on. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe, either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. And we will be back following the conclusion of the one-off test match between England and Ireland to review where it all went right or it all went wrong. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.